In the world of fashion modelling, where image is everything and success is often fleeting, New Zealand talent seldom truly explodes on the world stage. Many have tried their luck. There are countless stories of models being plucked from obscurity, scouted at a beach or at a school fair, only to be catapulted overseas to Seoul, Hong Kong, LA or London in the hope of making it in the big leagues, to then land with a thud back home, hopes all but dashed. The biggest Kiwi modelling names are few and far between. From Rachel Hunter's early TV spot on a tip-top trumpet ad, to the glamorous halls of international stardom, to Kylie Bax, who starred on 20 Vogue covers, to Stella Maxwell, Georgia Fowler, Ashley Good, and now to today's guest, we can literally count on two hands the number of Kiwi women who have reached the lofty heights of global stardom in fashion modelling. And it's a cruel world, where your worth is measured almost solely on your image. Few models have diversified enough, in time, to keep their momentum going out of their 20s and into later life. Add to this pressure the everyday anxiety brought to bear by social media and intensely fast media algorithms that expect flawless lifestyle to be portrayed daily, and the life of a model is not for the faint-hearted. Joining me today is one of New Zealand's contemporary modelling superstars. Signed to IMG at the age of 15, my guest has spent the last six years jet-setting around the world in search of the next big job, always pushing for more and enjoying the ride. Her life was typical of many Kiwi girls, except a move to Paris at the age of 16 changed her life forever. Here to discuss the whirlwind ride and how her career is shaping a new path forwards, it's a pleasure to welcome to Fashion and Focus, Juliet Perkins. Hello, everybody. Hey, Juliet. <laughs> Thanks for coming and joining me today. Of course, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a few things, talk about modelling, talk about the big wide world, and uh, and we'll chat at the end about what you're doing with your life, balancing modelling and trying some new stuff. Exactly, and COVID. Yeah, the crazy. <laughs> this is a new thing. This the crazy COVID thing. times. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so. Take us back to the beginning. Like you, I think you signed to Red Levin. Mm -hmm. we'll give a shout out to Red Levin. Yep. Mandy. Hola. Yes. Biggest fan. Biggest fan. Talk to us about like growing up in Nelson. You were just a typical yeah. Kiwi girl hanging out at the beach. I don't know. Riding a horse or something. Well, no, and then, I mean, like, it, it, it kind of wasn't like that though, because my parents like moved me to Spain when I was like five or six. Oh, wow. So I, like, went to school. That was, like, my first schooling situation, you know? International student yep, from international an early age? Yep, international student. So I was actually, like, fluent in Spanish, lived all around, you know, they Can moved me around. Can you say anything in Spanish now? Can you say, I love this podcast in Spanish? <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, I was, like, fluent at the age of six, and then wow. it's totally gone. Like, everything. Hola. You know? Right. That's hey, about it. COVID. Good time to retrain. Exactly. And I feel like it would be really easy. Yeah. But okay. I just have to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, I mean, yeah, I moved back when I was like, I think I was nine. We moved back to Wellington for two years as well. But Nelson's a great, great place. Yeah. I love it. Every time that I go home, it's just like the most relaxing situation ever. It's the best place to come home after traveling yeah. for so long, you know? And like so many other Kiwis that we talk to mm. on this podcast, like, and we'll get to this point later on about Kiwis who kind of almost have to go overseas to succeed. Yep, but some yep. of them naturally mm -hmm. go overseas mm -hmm. and they always come back. 
Always. And it's almost always that they go, you know what, I, I need to be based here because yes. it's what keeps me grounded. Yes. It's what gives me that sunshine and the freedom and the escape from the rat race or whatever. Totally. And you're a big family person and you Huge love being back person. in Nelson, you know. Yes. You're not like running around Nelson bragging about how you once lived in Paris. <gasps> no. <laughs> when I go home, <laughs> everyone just, is... <laughs> everyone have been like, being like, I uh, beg your pardon? No. You what? What? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, take the rubbish out, Julia. You're not in, you're not in it's actually kind of like that though it's funny because like i go hang out it's with good. my friends that i was like Great. friends with in high school and they're just like yeah okay like don't talk about that shit you know like yeah. we don't yeah. even know and i'm like it's okay it's yeah okay. can you drop me to my job my job at glasses down the road by the way yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like on the walls yeah <laughs> they're like okay great <laughs> so so you moved around you went to spain you came back to wellington mm-hmm. and then like did you want to be a model? Did it happen like completely? Tell us about the. the well, I mean, it's it's hard moment. because when I lived in Spain, my mum and dad put me and my sister in a modelling school. So I don't actually. So I have actually technically a diploma in modelling. Wow, that's funny, eh? And, You're the first person I've met that's got a diploma I in modelling. I know, like I have this little certificate, and it's like me and my sister had to do like baby catwalks, baby photo shoots, blah blah blah. It was funny. We went like every Thursday night. <laughs> so you're like New Zealand's honey boo boo. Literally, you went through like uh, <laughs> yes, like training. Yeah, like training, training, baby training. Yeah. Um, but like when I came back, I mean, I never really thought about it. I got into it when I was like I was scouted i would say like 13 so i didn't even yeah. have like time to even think about like you know what i even wanted to do i wasn't even at that stage in my oh, mindset totally. you were of just being thinking like about like pokemon and chewing gum completely like yeah. it wasn't as you should be at as 13. i should be at yeah. 13 so like you know yeah. i had all these like dreams but it was like not really i never thought far into it you know I did you did have it. any idea like what was your perception of of the big bad world of modeling at 13 can you remember how that was shaped because I'm sure it was very very different when you entered that world you know absolutely super different but all I thought you know like as everyone kind of thinks if you're not in the industry you kind of think it's just like this world of glamour totally and like you just get flown around and like blah blah blah. which you do that is the that is a thing yeah but it's also like the hardest Mm. work ever as well like mentally Mm. But no, at 13, I was like, all I thought about was Victoria's Secret and Miranda Kerr. That was the only right, thing okay. I thought, like, literally modeling was... That was your was benchmark that, of success. That, absolutely. Right. I was like, that's where I need to be, and that's yeah. when I will be, like, tip of, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when I got into it, that's the only thing that I, like, focused on. Yeah. The whole time. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, it's gold. And also probably a relatively, no offense, mm-hmm. relatively naive view of, like, yes. the world. Yes. Success to you yep. is, like... The Big Show, yep. Victoria's Secrets, and Miranda Kerr. Mm-hmm. She's an Aussie girl. Yep. She's probably kind of like me. I could do that. Completely. Boom. That's my... Um, you weren't thinking like my... Naomi no. Campbell, no. like Claudia Schiffer, yeah. supermodel. You were like Miranda Kerr. Yeah, that's, that's my that vibe. was my whole yeah thing. Like yeah. Miranda Kerr, Victoria's Secret, that's always what I... I never really, you know, had a thing for like the catwalk, the editorial things. I was more yeah. like make my money and get yeah, out. Yeah, you know? right. And look, diversification, which we talked about in the intro. Yeah. Obviously, Miranda Kerr's moved on to beauty products and yeah. things. So we'll touch on that later on because sure. I think that's a really, really important thing for anyone. Like, I think a lot of people look at fashion, modeling, mm-hmm. you know, they look at the end result mm-hmm. and they kind of think that's the goal. And I think a lot of it yeah. is almost like being a professional athlete too. Totally. You don't really ever look past your prime because you're in it and all you're thinking about is the next game. The or next, for you, it's the next photo shoot. The ne- exactly. And then you reach 30 and yeah. people t- cast you aside and you're like, uh, 
what do I do now? Like there was even just like a stage in my life where it was like, I did shoot Victoria's Secret, like the, um, what do you call it? The, the, um, catalog campaign, e-com stuff. I never did the show, but the, um, I shot the e-com stuff and I was like, okay, like I've done it, you know, like here I am, here I am (laughs) at the finish line. And I was like, this doesn't feel, yeah what it was or you know like ever since yeah. i was 13 dreaming of this this doesn't feel right. like i mean of course it was the most amazing day of my life mm. but it was also like okay mm. you know now i've got here yeah, now it's, i'm like where do PM. i go where you do know I go like yeah. well, where do i go from here yeah okay. it was always the show but then the show got cancelled yeah so like, it's <laughs> amazing that 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 feeling i suppose of always looking forward and the grass is always greener mm. or there's always another opportunity Oh, you and don't, sometimes you don't know I, it until you get there and you're yeah, like, Yeah, oh, and wait. then you have to be content with, okay, I've, I'm at my limit or I've succeeded yeah. in this and I'm going to put that to the side and move on to move on. plan B or whatever. Absolutely. It's a really interesting conversation. No, it is. It really is. So, yeah, I'll, the, the little, the, the Juliet Perkins uh, lifestyle pre-say mm-hmm. is, so started modeling at 13, mm-hmm. I think 2012 that would have been, signed to Red 11. Yeah. And yep, then... At age 15, so you're year 11 at school, yeah. you signed to IMG, yeah. and there's a little bit of press about you. You're a bit of a dark horse. There's not many articles about it's you. Really I've done my research. Odd. Can't find out much. I know. <laughs> we talked about this. I'm like, hmm. I'm and trying then, to send you like articles. I'm like, wait. There's yeah, not really much there's on no, me. There's nothing. <laughs> and then, um, so you'd be modeling prior to being signed to IMG, things like, you know, staple cookie cutter Glassons, mm-hmm. bit of Fashion Week stuff, mm-hmm. Nom D. I don't remember you did the Mar Factory with Karen Walker. Would that yeah. would have been around that time or was it after? That would have been when I was 15? Yeah, okay, yeah, so maybe okay. before you moved, went to Paris. Yeah, yeah, no, that was definitely before I went yeah. to Paris. Yeah, and absolutely. then this big move to Paris at 16. Yeah, that was a situation. Wow. Yeah. Tell us about your first months or even your first year in Paris. Like, yeah, what was but... that like coming out of. I mean, you've been to Spain, so the big wide world yeah. was not too much of a but shock. But you really like, I never remembered traveling, you know, when I was yeah. with my parents, I was sheltered, mm. I was safe, and I could just play, you know what I mean? You didn't I have to like, think about where no, my next I, meal's coming from or whatever. Absolutely The money mm. thing, you know, like, that's mm. when I learned everything adulthood, you know, at 16, yeah. how to talk to adults, how mm. to, you know, but at 16, that was very difficult to figure out, you mm. know, how to get the balance between this sure. whole industry and being so young. Yeah. So when I moved there, my mum came with me for the first two weeks, which was amazing. We stayed in this cute little Airbnb. And then for the first, I can't remember where I made my first friend, but I made my first friend and then my mum, like the third day in, and then I was like, right. bye mum, I'm off. Like for, you know, right. two weeks she was there. She was like, we're in Paris together. And I was like, I am off. Mm. And I just became this whole, like, solo little wolf. And I was like, wow. I am going, I'm doing this. And then I stayed there for, yeah, many months. And it was a, it was fun, but I didn't get a lot of work. Right, okay. And I previously lived in Sydney where and New Zealand where I got a lot of those, like, mm. very quick glasses, you know, like, yeah. all those fashion week And it shows. seems that when you're, and I'm only speaking from New Zealand mm-hmm. experience here, mm-hmm. which is relatively small on the big stage, obviously, but... Mm-hmm. It seems here that the talent pool is relatively small, yeah. and when you're hot, you get everything. Yeah. You know, I remember seeing yeah. models when I was in my sort of 
mid to late twenties, mm. and they'd come up, and all of a sudden, for like twelve months, they were just everywhere. Everywhere. Max, Glassons, Ev- covers of magazines, of editorial, and then zoop, they've gone. Yeah, completely, you know? completely. So yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. in Paris, of course, you've got like everyone's an A plus plus model student, and mm-hmm. there's like twenty thousand competitors. Mm-hmm. So what was it like going to those early jobs? Like, were there casting lines out the door? Oh were yeah. You, Ca- were you not lines. even getting casting jobs? Like, no, what was I, the... I, w- I was. I remember, like, my memory of Paris is like. I just remember it was such a different market and that's kind of where I found my whole like where I kind of want to go in modeling. I yep. don't want to go the editorial side as yep. much. I never really got those jobs. You know, in Paris was my first, like it's very editorial. It's very like, there was the whole weight thing. That's when my the whole weight talk started happening with me. It was like, you know. And what um, was it at that stage? Like people just going, you need to lose this much weight or, you, you know, yeah, we wish was, you were taller and it was like, oh my God, yeah, like, this is just, I'm just being judged on these things alone. Yeah. What about my nice personality? Literally. Doesn't count. It doesn't count. Wow. It doesn't count. So yeah, that was a bit of a shock. Mm. Um, I mean, we'll talk about London soon, but that mm. was more of a shock to me. Um, but yeah, Paris was definitely just the first time that I was like, okay, like I'm not really working well in this area in modeling. And maybe I need to be older. I'm only 16. You know, like, mm. I just had all these thoughts. Yeah, but you yeah, don't know what really... to do next, right? No, You're not like, not... oh, this will change in 12 completely, months' time. Completely, completely. Because, mm. like, over how many years was that going into modeling? Like, three or something. That was, like, I saw my friends go into modeling, do really well, then go out of modeling and not get any jobs. And, like, it, mm. it was like, okay, does this happen to me where it, like, stops? Mm. Like, is this is Paris, like, my stopping point? You know, mm. like, I was like... Oh, okay, yeah. you know? So I and there's so and I... many people like that. Like, even, again, you know, in the last decade, I know of mostly women, but some young guys as well who have gone to Seoul and, you know, um, South Korea, or mm-hmm. they've gone to London, or they've gone to Hong Kong, mm-hmm. because apparently there's lots of catalogue work, and, oh, they like Kiwi faces or whatever that may be. And mm-hmm. you see these guys back in three, six, nine months, and it's like just it's this big illusion that they got sold into by some agent somewhere who was like, we're going to make some money and mm. then see ya, done. Yeah. Finish line, over, yeah. next. Yeah, you know? bye. bye. Crazy lessons to be learning at the age of 16 when you didn't have an agent there with you. Was there lots of late night phone calls and early morning? Yeah. Like, well, what do I, mean, I do now? Yeah, like I had my, um, you know, IMG agents over there, but it was like also, you know, like they're amazing. I love them, but they're you know, it's like also the whole like sixteen is mm. you are learning so much at sixteen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. talking to adults is mm. so hard to learn at sixteen. You know, yeah. and I was very homesick. You know, like right. I would cry every second night. Like yeah. I just want my mom, and like yeah. then I'd be really happy because I, you know, like it was such an emotional blur. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm really. sure you did an immense amount of growing up in like a miraculously short amount of time, and then just probably thought, you know what? I got to get on with it and completely. Yeah. So you talked mm. about London. Was that the next stop for you? Um, yeah. So I came back to Sydney. I remember coming home from um, Paris, and I was like, "I've just, I've just got to go back to Sydney. Like, I need to make money. Like, mm. I didn't make money for so long in Paris because I was just getting a couple of editorial jobs, but they don't really pay anything. Yeah, so right. I was like, okay, like I'm living in Paris and I have no money, you know, yeah. like I got to go make some money. And hey, for anyone that's listening to this, mm. give us the, that little quick breakdown of like editorial workers, magazines, yeah. runway yeah. a little bit. I mean, these are not big paying jobs, no. but they're, they're good for positioning, right? Yes, they're, they're good so to like, good for like, 
your exposure. Yeah. And you get to you meet d- editors, yeah. maybe sometimes designers. Design, all of those things. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely like the, I mean, my experience in modeling is like commercial to editorial is very different money-wise. And commercial, we're not just talking about TV ads and things, but yeah, no. catalogs, catalogs, lookbooks, campaigns, econ. like Nord, yeah, Econ, yeah. Nordstrom, yeah. like yeah. doing stuff for like things. swimwear, yeah. you know, catalogs online. Yeah. It's, I mean, surely you must get amazing mm. travel perks and things mm. doing those things, but that's also where the mm. money is, right? It's Absolutely. That's why like, I decided to stick to that because I was like, okay, well, I don't like every area yep. of it, you know, so like I might as well just go where I'm good yep. and just like smash it, you know, just like really. And you think that some models have, a, you know, too big of an ego and they think, well, no, getting in Vogue or Harper's or Rush or ID or whatever, that's where I need to be. And they chase that rather than going, actually, this could be a business for me. I can right, make money right. and build a career, you yeah. know. Um. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would love to be one of those people that, like, strive for that Vogue cover and stuff like that. I'm just, like, more of, like, a business, like, Mm. money kind of, like, I just want it, you know? Like, I want to set up a really good life for myself, you know? Not that they don't, but, like, I just Mm. found, like, that one path for me that works really well. Mm. And I just, like, went for it. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's cool. I'm like, I wish I could do both. (laughs) Hey, you can't have everything. I mean, you can't have everything. (laughs) You are 1.8 metres tall and pretty good looking and you've lived in Paris. Just, hey, be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, tell us about, so Paris, Sydney, coming home, recalibrating. Yeah, recalibrating the whole thing. Um, Yeah, so Paris was a very big eye-opener. And then I came back to Sydney, did my money jobs, got my money up again. Mm. And then I was sent to New York when I was 17. This was before London. And I was only there for a month. And that was definitely, I was the hardest trip of my life. Like Mm. absolutely hands down the hardest trip of my life. Because that was one thing I was very like, New York is so tough. Mm. It is so tough still to this day. It breeds tough people. Oh my god, that's where I like learned like all of my like you know like heart put the little hard shell on me you know because I got there and it was like I was seventeen and I just pretty much like my body was changing Mm. you know Mm. everything was coming in Mm. and I was just like and they you know it was like okay like time to lose some weight wow but I was I was seventeen and I like you know was changing you know absolutely and I couldn't understand I was like Mm. I'm booking so much work in Sydney like what like they like me there why don't they like me here you know but like New York is is so tough like that and an amazing experience for you just even from an anxiety point of view Mm. and just like a personal worth and value to have people go hi this is the first time I've met you I'm judging you merely on your appearance and it's a ticker across literally crazy yeah I mean, the biggest thing that I learned out of the whole weight thing in the industry and the whole, like, saying yes to and no to and whatever, you have to separate that that is just the industry and that's what clients, you know, that's what they look at and they have to look at that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, someone is not going to book me for, like, my, my, like, you know, if I'm, like, kind and stuff. If they like my look... Mm. they're gonna want to use me you know yeah. like and they're always looking for a certain look whether or not they are looking com- for completely. someone plus size or someone that's a size eight or someone yeah. that's you know got any kind of look they want that's and i think that's an interesting conversation to have around 
this last few years where obviously the diversity and inclusivity conversation has just exploded, yeah. which is fantastic. But still, from a business point of view, like, you know, like it or not, you still get clients that have an image in the back of their mind, whatever the image that may be, yeah. that it's not like anyone can just walk in that room and they're going to go, fantastic, we're looking no, for anyone looking and everyone. They've got an image in mind. Absolutely. You know? And that's when that definitely, that trip, I separated myself and who I am, like my, the kind, you know, the kind person that I know I am and blah, 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 blah. I separated that from like when clients say yes or no to me, I'm like, okay, well, that's just for them, you know, they mm. look, okay, maybe it's not me. It's yeah. not about They're me. looking at me as a business commodity Completely. rather than not, would I take you out to dinner. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, they're not looking at me like, oh, she's a shit human, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. we don't want to book over, you know? And mm. it's like, you have to separate that. Otherwise, you're going to get eaten alive, mm. <laughs> literally. Yeah. And hey, look, I, th I think in... In the probably, well, before before Instagram and Facebook, where, where everyday humans are also judged on that. Like, yeah. oh, do you have the latest mm -hmm. top? Or where yeah. are your shoes from? Or have you got the right handbag? It's a thing or these days. Really are you is. at the right restaurant early enough because it only just opened and you're going to be judged on that, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 and yeah. models and people in fashion have been judged on that for forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now everyone, every man everyone and his dog, is getting kind of, you know, yeah, 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 doing it. Especially in, in the industry that we're in anyway. Mm -hmm. So, hey, talking about travel. So you've, you'd been to Paris, you went to Sydney, you went back to New York. You'd maybe come home in between time. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, like extrapolate out a few more years. I mean, your modeling's taken you all over the world. Mm -hmm. I've, some places I've found Monaco, Mallorca, yep. LA, Sydney, Sri Lanka. Maldives. The Maldives. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How, like, looking at it from a how is this taking me around the world point of view, like, what an incredible opportunity it that you've also had you know like saying yeah yeah and yeah the travel's tough if you're getting up super early in the yeah. morning and you've got to like be i mean that's set, a whole other side like, to it but if like i mean i'm so blessed to be yeah. you know like these places that i've been are just crazy you know yeah. like i can't even believe it sometimes do you look back on your instagram feed and be like wow all the time it's so funny because i actually like mm. i look through my instagram feed and i'm just like holy I, was I actually did that you know yeah. what I mean like yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been there and I've done that and that is so awesome to be going through my career you mm. know at that time and like being able to do that yeah I think that's so amazing yeah it's so awesome yeah. it's so awesome and it's like it's taught me so much traveling has just you know I left school at 15 or 16 I can't remember now but you know travel has taught me everything mm. I, just, I never went to school really you know yeah it's my it's been my whole life wow and that's Definitely. You're a true citizen of the That's, world. I know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Juliet, mm. was, and this is, I kind of feel like it's a bit of a Kiwi thing, mm -hmm. and we kind of touched on it before we started recording, but it's this idea that in New Zealand, you know, yes, we've got models, we've got designers, we've got sports stars, we've got artists and writers, etc. Yeah. There's a little thing that we have which says Kiwis aren't going to endorse other Kiwis until they've actually done it overseas and then when they came back it's like oh yeah no I always thought they were good you know H have you had that and it's not it's not it's a little bit tall poppy mm -hmm. but it's not about putting them down when they're here it's just about not really we don't know how good we've got it right. when we're looking and at someone in front of us right. in Auckland mm -hmm. going 
you're an incredible singer or you're an amazing model or a brilliant fashion designer. And then you go to London and you get some big gig and then you come back right. and everyone's like, oh, yeah. the justification is there. Right. You know, like, right. how have you felt that? Like, obviously right. being from Nelson, yeah. everyone was like, well, that's just Juliet. She's just my mate from school. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, the Parisian supermodel or you know the the woman yeah. who's been in Victoria's Secrets or whatever yeah. like do you think that's changed people's perception of you or did you have different experiences of you know coming back to New Zealand and then all of a sudden like being something different how's that affected your career so far yeah, I mean, like, I mean, oh, I always like, you know, when I come home, definitely like the first couple of times I came home, you're yeah, going to school because I traveled and went back to school and then traveled and went back to school. Right. That was a weird situation. <laughs> that was actually the weirdest situation I've actually ever had. Like, I never come home and feel like people are treating me yeah. differently or whatever, right. which is great because mm. I don't, I mean, I'm just like the most down to earth I'm just like okay <laughs> I don't really see if anybody even said anything like that to me I'd just be like I don't know what you're talking about yeah I've just been like living in another place yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, just been, I've just been I've just been living been... around the corner yeah, you yeah. haven't seen me what do you mean? I call it Paris but it's actually just around the <laughs> yeah. other crescent yeah. yeah I don't really like pick up on like any of that which is sometimes I do but I yeah mm. but going back to school was definitely a, a random That's situation funny. for me at yeah. 15 Going back mm. after being like, you know, doing a trip to Paris or whatever and coming mm. back, it was definitely like all the kids in school were just like, <laughs> what the hell is this, you know? And I was like, um, I don't, I don't know. Like I never, yeah. in the moment, I never thought it was like a big mm. thing. I don't know. Cause That's I feel like great. I was just yeah. like living in it so hardcore that I was just like, yeah, this is but not, also, a, you know, that's, the, that's a good thing. Cause I think even in like. PR and marketing, we always talk about our clients, like, the moment you believe your own hype, mm. you're over. Yeah. You know? And it I sounds know. like you've never believed in your own hype. You're I just don't like, think so. Here I am. Honestly. On this photo shoot, like, this is fun, so. but... Yeah, because I don't really, like, I don't, I honestly, I don't get mm. people, like, many people at all coming up to me or, like, whatever, like, other people do. Absolutely not. Mm. But, like, you know, there was, like, this one girl at the supermarket, actually, when I came back to Auckland, and she was, like, oh, my God, I've, like, mm. seen all your vlogs and I've, like, followed your Instagram and, like, da 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 yeah. which I never really encounter a lot. But I was just, like, oh, my God. Like, You're I was, <laughs> I was, like, oh, my, should I be fangirling myself? <laughs> like, I didn't even, I was, like, I don't know what to do. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's such an awesomely awesome. Kiwi thing. It's I know, like, I didn't how, know. I think I'm a celebrity. I know. I, I think I've got a fan who's standing in front of me in the fruit section of New World. Yeah, I was like, what, I Do I take know. a selfie? Or... I know, like, what, what, you know, trying to look up, what, what do people do when this, yeah. when they encounter these things? But I've never just, That's cool. I don't know, I don't find myself like that. So it's really, really weird when it happens yeah. it doesn't happen well long often. may you but, uh, yeah. keep hold of that mentality because yeah no i'm still my small little nelson town girl good that I'm, good yeah, i'm just i don't know <laughs> okay so juliet you've um you touched before on this the beginning of your career thinking that okay i've got some some goals and i'm gonna like follow in the footsteps of someone like miranda kerr and victoria's secret number one Boom, mm -hmm. I'm going there, I'm locked into mm -hmm. that one. That's my, you know, that's my mm -hmm. goal of success. And then, of course, in your lifetime, and we're, you know, 2020 now, so we're, it's only been in the last three or four years, really, that that's kind of, you've been chasing your dream. And then you reach the, the pinnacle, 
the Victoria's Secret moment where you're all of a sudden on set shooting catalogues with other Victoria's Secrets mm -hmm. models. Yeah. And you talked before about like, okay, I'm here. What do I do next <laughs> kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. And of course, as a Victoria's Secret model, the next big thing is the show. Yeah. Now, anyone who's followed Victoria's Secret and fashion and this movement that the whole world, especially fashion, has been embracing of more inclusivity and diversity, you kind of hit this moment where Victoria's Secret's brand image and I suppose their ethos started to be challenged, mm -hmm. and rightly mm -hmm. so. There was the company that had a relatively, what probably some people viewed as a relatively narrow perception of what defines beauty or what beauty should look like very tall, very skinny. Yeah. Regardless of ethnicity, yeah. it was like the body shape thing was like mm -hmm. paramount. Mm -hmm. As you were coming into that moment, like how was how did that change your perception of maybe, you know, what your modeling career could look like? Mm -hmm. Was Victoria's Secrets then the pinnacle or did it mm -hmm. shape your thinking? And and how do you think the industry has changed and you know, it's embraced obviously a, a far more diverse range of body shapes and types. Mm -hmm. And how have you found your own way navigating that new world? Because you are what some would say is a traditional model beauty, you know? Yeah. And not to say that you can't get work anymore, but obviously the the industry has started to go, hey, look, we need to, we must be embracing a much Diversity. wider scope yeah, for sure. of image and for beauty. Sure. For sure. Talk to us about your thoughts and, and kind of your personal journey through that moment. Um, it's, it's interesting because obviously, yeah, I had a goal. Um, with Victoria's Secret right from the beginning and the whole thing in the modeling industry when I started was Victoria's Secret was one thing it was skinny beautiful tan thing you know like super tall glamazon exactly exactly yeah. and it was it was that and so I actually funnily enough before I did Victoria's Secret they asked me to cast and whatnot like my agents did, got in touch, you know, blah, 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 did the whole thing for three years prior before me even doing it. And I said no every single year because I had... Wow. Yeah, I said no every single year to any casting, any show casting because it was, well, with my agent's decisions also, because I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was fitting into that one category, you know, also like at 18, I was still like, you know, building myself out. Like I didn't mm. know where my body was. At 19, I didn't know, you know, what, you know, my head was in a wrong place. Like it was like right. all these things that I was like, no, I need to be the Victoria's Secret when I go in there. You know right. what I mean? So when I fi finally like felt that in myself, I went into the casting and, and got it. And that was, that was awesome. But that, the minute that I got the casting and they confirmed me for a shoot, it all changed. Mm. That is literally, honestly, I think in that week, mm. someone said to me, like, oh, like, they're not doing the show this year. Oh, they're getting really bad press. Like, yeah, all this stuff. And I'm just going, wait, wait, hold up, hold mm. up. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I have been working for so mm. long to, be this, to fit in building. this one little thing. Yeah. When it's almost like I should have just been like, why don't they just accept me for, like, yeah. who I was? Or who I you know like just me and my size and I was like mm. I was working out so much to get to this like this one little category you know and mm. I was like I kind of thought when the whole thing was switching I was like why do I have to be mm. you know like someone should take me you know if it's like mm. a brand like that they should take me especially if it's like lingerie it's so so personal you know like yeah. you can't fit 
you can't do that anymore. It's not, mm. Mm. it just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So definitely when it was, it was changing the minute that I shot my first thing with them wow. and I was just like, and then obviously, and then I, and then I didn't shoot anything for the rest of the year because they, they did change and I feel like they had to bring in all those new people. And mm. I was the old mm. kind of Victoria's Secret, the classic yeah, like the end, one. You were the end of the, yeah. of the, of the old Victoria's Secret, right? Literally. And then they, they changed yeah. for the so, better. You yeah. Know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. been great to see brands like that. And I think, yes, they would have got a ton of negative press, but also it's almost like their sacrifice and and that and that press that they had to endure. They, had, they like, had to. They had to, and they would have learned a lot of lessons from that, but also they were used as an example to the entire industry. The entire industry. There like is not one brand best now practice. Yeah. that stays in like a category like yeah. that, which is freaking amazing. It's yeah. like, that's how it should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how it should be, absolutely. Yeah. So it's interesting when you talk, you know, We've, you've been at school, you got scouted, you became a model, model in inverted commas. Yeah. You get, you know, thrown overseas, Paris, New York, Monaco, Sri Lanka, All the them. Maldives, <laughs> everything. The whole thing. And then, of course, like... You're, I mean, Juliet, you're 21. This, mm-hmm. the, you are not old at all. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm I've not. Lived, a, I've lived a long you've lived career, a life, but, right? but that's about, yeah. I'm but still also, 21. you're pretty sharp and you're like, okay, this is not going to survive forever. I've yeah. got like, whether or not it's personal preference, whether or not it's like casting and, and sort of the, the person who's following up behind me, overtaking me or whatever, there's always got to be, okay, what's my next move? Yeah. You know, and this year, the craziest year of most of our lives, you know, your whole world all of a sudden kind of came to this big shaking halt. Yeah. International, you know, consumer passenger travel pretty much ground mm-hmm. to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, no longer the the uh, the opportunity to go overseas. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, sure you could go, but you're quarantining for weeks and weeks and weeks yeah. at a time. So what's the point? So has your mind started to recalibrate and look at like, okay, well, I got to be hyper local. It's all about New Zealand. I got to start to work my local angles again, and maybe even like, how else can I diversify? Is it starting something through social media? Is it getting into a new career like event planning or like I know you've been working with like wedding planners and that kind of thing just as a side hustle to be like, hey, what else is out there? Yeah, learn something new. Learn something new, right? Like, how's this year taught you to sort of accept your new normal and go okay cool this is a positive i can work with this let's not cry about it let's just move forward like what is your what does the future look like for you well when i when it's it's funny because the last kind of year of modeling for me um hasn't been like i I could keep modeling forever like not forever but you know i mean everyone can model model now you know you Mm. can get Pregnant models, like every, you know, everybody mm. can model. Every stage of your life, every stage a, of my life, I could actually needed. do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's also like I don't feel challenged by mm. modeling anymore. You know, and especially like you know, I've you know done all my things that I feel like I've wanted to do in modeling, and it's been what eight years now, or something, six years, or mm. something like that. And it's kind of I've just like my I've personally just been like, okay, like. I want to move on to something else. I need something else to just like brain power, you know, like mm. learn something. So yeah, that's when like how you said like the wedding planner thing came in. I mm. I feel like I'd be great at that. 
And she just, I mean, you've started to work with someone locally. Yeah. I remember you yeah. tell, telling me the other day that you kind of like jumped into this job and yeah. someone didn't turn up or something. And they're like, oh, Juliet, you're going to have to do all that stuff. And you just <laughs> leapt into it. You know? Yeah, and it was the funnest day and it was the most like, it was so different from modeling. You mm. know what I mean? It was so fun and exciting. And it's, it's, that taught me that day. I was like, this is where I want to go. Great. You know what I mean? Like not even maybe not so in Wedding Planner or like mm. maybe yes in Wedding Planner, but it's also I mm. want this excitement of learning these new things like right now in my life. Yeah. You know, like I want to go through this right now. Yeah. So like modeling, you know, I'm modeling in New Zealand and the thing is I could go overseas right now. You know, I could go back mm. to LA. Mm. Jobs are there. Jobs are in Europe. Job. I could go quarantine in Sydney and work there, but it's also just like, I want to use this time, you know, like, this whole COVID thing is a whole mm. situation. And it's like, it's kind of given me the stop that I kind of wanted to learn yeah. something new. So I'm just literally just taking it. Mm. <laughs> I'm just I, like, yeah, let's I think learn. a lot of people this year, it's been this massive handbrake that no Fully. one's had any control over. Yeah. And yeah, we all flipped out at the beginning, like, oh, but does that mean we can't get on with our lives as we used to? And it's like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And you're going to have to learn a whole lot of new things like, you know, especially people losing their jobs, money being down, businesses closing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. borders quarantining, people getting sick and dying and that kind of thing. I mean, it's yeah, been like new world. catastrophic. So Absolutely. for us to just go, oh, yeah, but next year when they get a vaccine back to normal, what an amazing opportunity yeah. to go, well, however the world may play out in the future, yeah. what do I want to do? I've done this incredible thing. I've seen the world. I've made money. I've met new people. And I'm only 21. Yeah. Like, yeah. it could be university. It could be starting your own business, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think that just showed, like, COVID is definitely the best representation of, like, you have to live now. Yes. Because you have no idea. I mean, I used to say, like, a couple months ago, oh, like, next year I'll go back to LA when the whole thing's over. You know, this whole thing that's going to be over. But it's mm. also just, like, I've really kicked into gear that, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So just run with it now you know what i mean just be happy run with whatever's going on do what makes you happy because we, we have no idea yeah and that's like that's something that i actually needed to be taught like yeah. fully and, to be present and hey look being taught it is one thing but i think you're a really great example of someone who's lived the experience and yeah. for so many people will never have the privilege of that of that experience mm -hmm. And there's only so many podcasts you can listen to or books you can read or news articles that you can skim through that goes, hey, look at life a different way. And you've had this privilege of going, no, I've done that and now I'm in it and my career has been kind of like put on hold for a second internationally, but let's just embrace it and kind of Boy. accept it for what it is and yeah. not cry the spilt milk and totally. try and take the positives out of it. Totally. Yeah. You, you have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, Juliet, that's been an awesome little chat. I think we're going to call it to to an end right there. But for anyone that's that's um, listening now and that knows Juliet, um, keep in touch. Reach out. Instagram's there. Anytime. Um, Juliet's a pretty amazing, down to earth person, and I think this is a really great example of how, like, you know, in New Zealand and around the world, we see fashion as this end result. You know, we see the the glossy editorial, the swimsuit, the catalogue, the Victoria's Secret moment, you know. And there's an incredible amount of hard work and sacrifice and turmoil and tears on the phone to mum at, yeah. you know, two in the morning. <laughs> mum has yeah. had a Thanks, load mom. of that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, mum. <laughs> but yeah, for anyone else out there who's kind of listening to this and who thinks about fashion and is, is besotted with that, like, Juliet's a great example of hard work. 
of someone who was kind of you know plucked out of almost obscurity at a young age and thrust into the big world and hey it's a pretty wild ride for most people sometimes it goes somewhere sometimes it doesn't but I think it's also a great lesson from listening to you today to just enjoy what you've got have fun try not to hope for too much that's too far in front of you you know like live for the day for sure you know book the job smile just do it have fun (laughs) just do it there's a little nike endorsement there yeah um well juliet thanks for joining us today and uh we'll catch up with you in in the future maybe and see where post-covid world takes you next but um exciting all the best for modeling or wedding planning or events or whatever you may do and wherever the world may take you yeah it's exciting live each day as it comes yeah cool thanks juliet thank you That was the latest from Fashion and Focus. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of our conversation. Check out more of our episodes on your favorite podcast feed and get in touch with us at fashionandfocus at showroom22.com.